But what's something fun to talk about? Lesbian lover, so I, I, I think I'm 
non-consensual lover, so I feel like I feel like we didn't yeah. do these so, so, so we were doing a Lambda exam, and we were doing, I think it was Viola and Olivia in Twelfth Night. Yeah. Basically, one of them is really coming on to the other one, because the other one's dressed as a man. But Viola's like, no, I am a lady. It's just a whole, a whole sexual confusion. <laughs> it's a whole mess. And we were so, like, my we trying to do it, and the energy was a bit off. And our teacher was like, right, I want you to slam her into the or get as close to her face as you can without physically kissing her, and then do it. And we were like, I'm 12. Um, Honestly, I really, it was so weird. I mean, Amber, you hadn't figured out that you were, you know, a little bit of the gay at that point. So that must have been like a, I just think she's pretty moment. No, I don't, to be fair. I'm not being funny, Ellie. You were a fucking supermodel, but we were so no. like, no. Oh yeah. I mean, if like, you want us to put your Instagram, there's go- you're gonna get some traffic because you were. Stuck. I mean, do you know what makes me laugh about my Instagram is that this is kind of a just a side note, but I am um, I I was doing well. My posts are doing well, and then I stopped posting photos with my body in it, and I started posting. You know, just me without makeup and me in my Crocs on the thing. And within a day, my followers dropped. And I just thought, you know what? Be gone with the negativity. Be gone. Because I'm happy in my Crocs and my green jumper and my frizzy hair. So, you know what? Be gone. That's so shitty. And you're stunning constantly. As someone who's seen you face-to-face a lot, you are literally stunning. So dance routines, we'd all be dying in a corner and Ellie would just be there looking flawless and smashing it and we'd all be like in the corner. Oh, literally. Fuck. No, I, I, I mean, I learned to keep up, but I didn't look as stunning as you while doing it. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. You need to stop putting yourself down. You guys are amazing. You're so beautiful and I am constantly thinking, guys, I feel like this, this has already well, turned emotional. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> it's us. It's been a while since we've seen each other, so we're all just like, ah. I just said, Except for Dan, who's never met Ellie. Oh yeah, Ellie Dan. Yeah, hi, hi Dan. Dan's like, I plug my books. That's all I needed. <laughs> He's just there to plug his books every every couple of minutes. <laughs> Literally, was the first episode though, which is out at the time we were filming this. The first episode came out today. Woo! <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, we all do creative things. Uh, me, I am. Attempting at being a singer, actor, scriptwriter, book writer. Fuck off attempting. All that. <laughs> I mean, this podcast you've never heard. She says as if she, she doesn't have books with her name on. I don't know if you can read that, but it says... It's already it says books again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this, this is literally always going to be. Uh, Danny, obviously, writer and author yeah. and killing it. Oh, the amount of open up we have. 
awesome. yeah, so I, um, I guess I'm quite confused. I do, oh, right, so I started off as a young child and I didn't, I was just weird. And then I started growing up and then I went stagecoach and then I did acting, dancing, singing. Then I was predominantly a singer and then I was predominantly acting and then it kind of changed and then um then in the last few years I got really into my fashion and then straight after that I became immediately very very interested in art and you know what the funny thing is is that when I was in taking art GCSE I really I really wasn't that good but I knew I loved it and my uh, and then my teacher was like Ellie like you know do you you really need to take art and then I took it and bruv do you know what I you know, this is just one of those things. When you have a passion, you need to work on it because things change, guys. And and you will improve at things if you have a passion for it. But, um, yeah. And then art's brilliant, so. Thank you I very much. It paid off. I um, saw one of your paintings and thought it was photography. I thought you'd done photography and not painting because I you did our, for one of our friends, like, her face. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a picture. And if you do want to see that, guys, then I am going to plug my IG. Um, it's fine. We've <laughs> we plug everything on here. It's at, oh, I don't really know. It's Honskipe, so, but to spell it, it's H-O-N-S-K-I-P-A-E. I will also put it in the description for the YouTube video. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But, yeah, so getting a bit more into, like, the industry as such. Oh, I'm also at musical theatre college, to add. Because um, <laughs> it gives you a bit more of a different perspective, because you a lot of my teachers are actually people who are in the industry and will someday probably be my competitors, uh, so, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, so it gives you a bit of a different perspective compared to when I was doing stagecoach, and I was like, this is fun, I love doing it, you know, I think I'm good. And then, you got to, and then I got to college, and it was like, oh... It takes so much more than being kind of good at it. <laughs> scary. Terrifying. Absolutely scary. But the big, I think the biggest thing I wanted to get into today with this episode, and we discussed this, uh, us three, when we were planning, is kind of how being creative and being a quote-unquote public figure uh, definitely changes the way you see yourself. And the world. Um, and, and the, the world. world. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I already have a warped view on the world. Uh, <laughs> with my aura compass and ADHD, I do not see things. No, but do you know what? Sometimes sometimes I feel like creative people have to have something a little bit wrong with them. Um, no, oh, yeah. Like, I, I do not know one creative person in my whole life that doesn't have something off or, like, something odd or something oh, weird. Yeah. We're all traumatised. No, but I think <laughs> it's really the most beautiful thing because I think that's, that's one thing that, like, I really find important is that as a creative person people who don't find creativity very important my view is always that in my expression in everything that I do my one purpose is to put forward the way that I see the world and hopefully that might help someone it might do something nice for someone that's why I got so into art because it was like me being able to picture like visualize my thoughts which I can't do when I'm talking um I don't know but I feel like that's the beauty of like the creative industry it's you, it's your chance to, you know, put out what you see. I can just, just see Amber going, like, pulling faces at me. It's <laughs> so cute. Sorry, putting his books on. <laughs> <laughs> He's so not like, oh, that's so cute. Ellie, you're so pure. I love you. And then Dad. I know. Like, Come on. I think, 
think that's the most intellectual thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, but you wait until I get get a little bit into it and and it won't be intellectual anymore, I'm telling you. A hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, we spoke about this a little bit in the social media episode, which comes up for this one. And uh, with what you were saying, Amber, with when you find, when you saw yourself in pictures and stuff, it just changed the way yeah. you saw yourself. Yeah. Mm. Like I was, I like Ellie, I went to Stagecoach, but I went, was I supposed to say the name? We can blur it out. It's fine. We can say Stagecoach. It's a big company in the UK, I think. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, I was there It's also a bus week. company. <laughs> it's also a bus company. <laughs> Guys, we're so creative. We worked for a bus company. Um, yeah, we're bus drivers. Um, <laughs> are we gonna get sued by a bus company? <laughs> that would be the funniest thing, though, would it not? Such an iconic statement. Like, what's the most exciting thing that happened to you this year? I got sued by a bus company. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so funny. But yeah. But yeah, no. Um, literally can't remember. Oh yeah, shit. So I, I went for nine years. I started off when I was eight. And I was quite... Like, young kids are very impressionable. But especially when you are, like... I A lot of it was on stage and stuff. So you were very conscious of how you looked. And there was a lot of pictures and all of that. And don't get me wrong. It can be a very beautiful thing. And when you're, like... You have to be quite aware of your self-image. But it kind of freaked me out a little bit as a kid. Because, you know, when you were, like, 13 and self-conscious of breathing... Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> 13's a bad time. And of course, like, the stage approach itself and everything to do with it, I have so many good memories and I absolutely adore it and it was the best thing. My mum put me in there because I was really shy and now I just don't shut the fuck up. But I loved it and I loved everybody there and everything was brilliant. But when you're young and, like, kind of trying to figure yourself out at the same time, it's a bit like a, whoa, pump the brakes, friend. What? <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a weird thing. Like, I, like I agree with you because honestly, I don't, genuinely, this can sound so cringe. But if I hadn't have gone to stagecoach, I would not be the person I was today. I like my confidence through performing, through meeting all these people, through being friends has just grown an insane amount. And you know, I really wouldn't be the person I am today without you guys. Oh, cringe. Um, <laughs> no, it's but, sweet. It is one of those things like you're you are growing up as you're learning and when everything's documented like obviously this can sound like such a stupid thing but when everything's documented and then you go back and you see a video of you when you were 14 singing and you just think oh my god I was this is not okay and it's like <laughs> anyone finds this in future like it's a daunting thing like and and you don't yeah. realize when you're on the stage I, I don't care what I look like when I'm performing but afterwards I'm like oh my god yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> you're so focused on doing it right and then you see photos and you're like oh no like imagine you're oh, like that's... Jonathan Ross in 20 years and they pull out this video <laughs> of you singing that's you my worst oh. nightmare that is my oh, worst nightmare I've imagined it the <laughs> thing is I, I remember um when we did our thing at the Adelphi the girl power set which was my favorite thing that we ever did um when we did that we got the pictures back and i was like oh i've never i I mean to be honest that that roughly that weight was actually where i was at my most confident because it was nothing to do with how i looked because since then i've dropped like a dress size maybe just through the sheer amount of exercise we do at college but i saw i remember the first time i saw those pictures i was like oh my god my legs (laughs) i was like that's what i look like and like there was a demon shorts made 
Those demon shorts were hell. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We had to wear these glittery shorts. They cut you. They literally cut and you like they, a cat. And for me, it's not even the photos. It's the fact that there's a video of my vocals at the start. And I swear to God, in real life, it no, your vocals were so good. In real life, but then when like I thought they were all right in real life, but then when, when you watch the video, I'm like, oh. No, don't even. Guys, listeners, you know that um, that trend. What? Sorry. Everything sounds dodgy on recording. Like, it That's sounds true. so much better in your head. And then you record it, it's like, uh-huh. But you know that, like Ellie was saying, there's that TikTok trend that was like the rhythm burlesque. Ellie did that, and Ellie killed that on stage live. Before it was a trend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah guys, I did something before it was a trend. How cool am I? <laughs> It's, it's just it's like you know when Ed Sheeran pulled out those videos of his singing and it's terrific and I just think that's gonna happen to me and I'm just <laughs> oh no honestly a mood I remember I did um I did an interview for a documentary that was being made through Macca uh, nothing to do with performing um but it was being played at an exhibition they did at Chatham Dockside and I went to the exhibition obviously because I was invited and that was very cool. And when I was looking around, I saw the video of the documentary being played, and I waited until my bit because selfish. And I saw my face, and I was like, "Oh, that's what I look like to other people." And the thing is, the documentary bit was filmed like I want to say maybe four months before the exhibition happened. And I remember looking at it. I was like, "I hate my eyebrows. I hate that dress. I hate the hair." Um, what's that sound of Nicki Minaj? Hate, hate, hate! Your hair and makeup today. The wig and the makeup could have enhanced your face even more to match this beautiful gown that you have. One. I think it's just something you learn to adapt to, like, um, because obviously, as a, as, as a creative person at any, at any, in any field, you're going to be on show, and I think you have to just develop double resilience um mm. and you know what the thing is i'm never ever 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 going to think i'm the prettiest person in the world so i've just had to come to the fact that you know what this is what i look like i may sometimes wake up and look like a rat but it's okay because no seriously because do you know what everyone has those days everyone wakes up and just it's it's taken me a long time to kind of realize that do you know what you don't need to look like bella hadid you can just look like yourself and still be talented and still be valued. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather look like you, Ellie, than Bella Hadid. <laughs> um, oh, I my God. That. No <laughs> way. Yes, I'm I, I don't know if that's the most offensive thing I've ever heard or, like... No, I remember... I can't remember what you just said. It's just like... I can't believe you just said that about Bella Hadid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't remember when it was, but, like, one of the first terms that I did at Stagecoach so I only went for two years these guys are like I grew up there and I was like it was two years of fun um (laughs) but when I went I remember uh the first few weeks I felt really shy about myself (laughs) you guys were so lovely it was nothing to do with you lot you were the sweetest people I was like everyone's so skinny and like toned and they have stamina because at this point before Stagecoach I had I did not exercise regularly I did. I didn't really look at myself because I did not care, but not in a good way. Like a, I don't care about people's opinions. In a, I don't care about my body. <laughs> so I was like, I hadn't cared. And then I joined stagecoach, and I was like, oh, 
if I want to look like that, I'm going to have to care. <laughs> Over lockdown, I've just lost every inch of muscle I ever had. I have no stamina. Walking up the stairs kills me. It's just horrifically bad. And because, obviously, I don't go to a performing arts school anymore, um, I just have had no exercise. And even walking, the thought of walking just depresses me because I just can't. Oh, I can't move my legs. I'm good about myself. I walked four yeah. miles the other day. Do you know what? If I walked four miles, wow. it would not be on my legs like a dog <laughs> carrying me or something. <laughs> <laughs> what happened no, it's yeah. Sorry, Danny, you've not you've barely spoken this episode, which is odd for you. Writing. Obviously we do some we do some authoring. I mean if you want to talk about having to be vulnerable, your stuff is very deep. I mean you wrote a piece about seizures, didn't you? The seizures you were having? Yeah. Um so like based on what um Ellie was saying earlier, like I see creativity as kind of an escape, which is kind of why like people that are like fucked um they tend to go for creative careers and stuff because it's mostly a form of expression but also like a form of escape so i very much learned to like express what i was feeling through writing so you know in our book misfortune um me and Aaliyah wrote it um and there's, Rowan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Rowan and Rowan and Ella did the team Don't have dads. 
<laughs> and I never noticed that until recently. And I was like, oh my God, am I giving my characters daddy issues? <laughs> I never noticed that. That's really made me laugh. I always so write like orphans, and I'm not an orphan, but all of my characters are orphans. Maybe the motion feel like orphans.
mum to do the Scrabble scores for me. Because I just can't. <laughs> I do that. No, we play this game at my house called Boy Girl. And we always do that. I always go, Mummy, did I add it right? <laughs> I feel like sometimes, especially, I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like I could have been good at maths, but I think creative people are so stubborn in the sense that I don't like maths. So I don't want to be good at it. So therefore, I'm not going to be good at it. Do you get I what argued with my maths teacher. That I was like, I can't remember what the question was, but let's just say it was 2 plus 2 equals 4. And I'm like, but why? Why does it equal 4? Does it have to equal 4? <laughs> like, I'm yeah, like, yeah, arguing with it. What if it was... Do you know what? I, I've always thought about this. When you do, like, 49 plus 49. 49 what? Like... I get it when you apply it to real life situations, but it's just, it's not real. You've just put some lines on the page. They're not real. It's like 98. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. know. It's like, yeah. 49 plus 49. Yeah, 98. God, see, I thought you were smart. I'm not smart. I'm just a stubborn bitch. <laughs> no, your mother's stubborn. Your mum's like, you're going to be good at mental maths, bitch. Me and Rowan were meant to be librarians, and you stole our job. (laughs) Me and my 